Hey everybody, it's Mary Lou Monroe Ray from Rated Oz Radio here on the east coast of Australia. And we've got a guest tonight all the way from Melbourne, which is on our Victorian state, down the bottom of our wonderful continent and country. And he's had a decade journey of the greatest pub Australian rock, which was really how bands started and places we'd play classic rock from back in the 70s through the 80s, 90s. So this is where a lot of things were written in the 80s. So you're going to hear a lot about this journey with some great music, which I'll be featuring tonight. So stay tuned, sit back, relax, grab a drink, because you're going to enjoy the show. Hey guys, I'm here with my good friend Mike Cohen, who is a drummer and began this amazing journey, which we're going to go through, which started back, I think around, well his journey around 2007, there is some project for one of the songs, which is their final release, which you will have the pleasure of listening to at the end. But it's literally come full circle. So you're going to hear the amazing story, as well as all the top-end musicians from Australia, which are incredible, and you've probably heard of some of them. But if you haven't, you'll definitely want to hear about them or check out their sites. But they're some of our wonderful musicians that Mike's had the pleasure of working with and who has made this whole story unfold literally before us. So Mike, thanks for joining us today. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Mary Lou. It's a pleasure to be on here and uh, explore. I'll go take time to uh, go through the journey uh, as it uh, as it's now evolves and um, yeah, let's see where we can go with this. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So you're a drummer. So how I did am. that, how did your interest or what was your inspiration to start playing the drums? Uh, drumming's a, oh, that's been in the blood for quite a long time. Uh, of course, coming and going from it. Uh, I'd say from the age of four, I got the very first practice uh, kids drum set, we'll say. Yeah. And then got the parents decided to upgrade me uh, two years later. And then off and on, probably for the following 10 years, I had uh, a combination of drumming lessons and then uh, picking up by ear as well. Oh. So this went this went through the uh, school education uh, years as well, having drum lessons uh, that was on offer at um, various schools, mm-hmm. and then uh, just uh, got further with it on my own from there. Great. Okay, so you were in some bands. Um, so you're based in Melbourne for all our folks across the pond and around That's the correct. world that are listening in. So which is our cultural capital in yes. Victoria. So. Where did you start? What was your first band, or who did you perform with? First band was a school band, just mm-hmm. a group of friends at the time getting together, making a bit of noise. <laughs> and um, I've got great memories actually of uh, in high school, uh, Foxtel were pretty much new to the scene, and they actually came and filmed one of their TV shows at the school. Mm-hmm. And uh, this uh, band that we had going, 
Great. Uh, there was about four of us in this band. Uh, we got asked to be a part of this uh, show to take them out to end this show. So yeah, that was a bit of fun with a bit of uh, smoke machine action on stage and <laughs> and uh, just uh, really bobbing in the moment. It was a lot of fun actually. I'm pretty sure I've got the footage somewhere, but um, I don't know exactly where that is at the moment. But uh, yeah, good good memories there, and uh, it just evolved uh, from there. Uh, always been around friends that um, that have been musically orientated, so um, it's uh, it's just developed. Uh, you know, it, it, just meeting people over the years have uh, got me to where I am today. Yeah. So was that a cover you did, or one of your originals that you? That was played? actually yeah. Going back to that Foxtel uh, slot, it was uh, it was a, it wasn't original actually. Okay. Back on it. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just a just a just a rock blue sort of number that we. Uh, carried through on our own and did a bit of uh, improvising with. Yeah. <laughs> so then Story came along. So how did – that's with Daryl's story. Can you tell me that's a little right. bit now, about this is, um This was a project I was humming and harring about when I was asked to be a part of it in the ve- at the very beginning. I went to support another friend of mine at the time um, that I was uh, in the studio with uh, from time to time, uh, and that didn't quite work out, but, you know, I was still keen to support the shows that were happening uh, with Nadia. And uh, as it turned out, two guys were looking for a drummer to join their band. Yeah. And, of course, um, you know, I thought about it and humming and harring about it overnight and then uh, eventually decided to take up the opportunity. But uh, not to know that Daryl had, um, you know, an archived body of work that he'd been writing over the last uh, many, many years. Hmm. So I, yeah, I understand that he didn't there. want to go through a major label. Is that correct? Yeah, well, Daryl had, had his experiences with his own music for quite some time and actually kept that quiet hmm. while we were rehearsing for the very first show, which ended up being at a place called Ruby's Lounge out in Belgrave, which is an outer suburb of Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And then, um, which is no longer around, I believe. It could be under a different name, I'm not too sure, but it was the very first show that we had. And then, uh, then Daryl started telling me uh, his history with his own music, and that uh, over in New Zealand, that uh, he had other artists singing his songs and recording mm. his songs, and and uh, it just inspired me to uh, keep keep developing his music. Great. And so, what year did that start in? So this started back in two thousand and seven. Yeah. And for the following three years to twenty ten, we we did quite well. Uh, got into some really good uh, support roles around the uh, Melbourne hotel scene, mm-hmm. uh, such as the Angels, Black Sorrows, and we are even main support for Colin Hay, which is uh, which is quite an amazing show actually. Had a lot of support uh, yeah. going through um, battles, uh, Colin back then. So yeah, Battle uh, of the Bands and all those yeah. sort of ones. Colin Hayes, folks, is uh, from the band Men at Work. Yeah. That's right. Now I know that some of the live shows you did, you have proceeds. From, is it your sales of the CDs that go to St. Vincent de Paul? Yeah, yeah. For a little while there, we were on the bandwagon. of. Uh, I made the decision to donate to Vinnie's. It was $1 from every sale. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only fell away from that uh, for a little while because uh, there wasn't, obviously, uh, many sales coming in at that point. But um, as soon as, uh, you know, if things are to turn around, uh, I'll certainly look at doing that again because yeah. um, it, was, it was an absolute thrill to receive in the mail on several occasions a, a nice thank you letter from Vinnie's yeah. saying that um, they'd received um, you know the donations and um, and just 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 very grateful 
So it's, it's an overwhelming thing to be receiving thanks in that sort of uh, fashion, you know? Yes. Yeah, well, that's a great cause. And, you know, they do a lot of wonderful work, as many of those organizations do, like the Salvation Army over here and uh, Lifeline and things like that, for those who are struggling. So what a beautiful thing to to offer to them as well. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's something I've... Uh... I like the idea of doing so. So your first album that you released was Damnation Dawning. Yes, that was back in 2013. And what led to that actually was uh, the the band that was doing live shows um, with Daryl mm-hmm. from 2007 to 2010. Uh, Damnation Dawning, the song itself, yes. uh, was one of, was the song we had focused on to record in the studio. Um, and I took that further to. Um, towards that EP, which would be the introductory EP. Yeah, okay, so it's a little bit not quite an apocalypse. It's really about a relationship that didn't go so great and then that person had returned, so... Yeah, as Daryl's way of explaining uh, his story. (laughs) Okay, so this was something that might have happened to him or just it could happen to anybody? Anybody, I'd say general scope. Yeah, because I guess it feels like that when something that you hold dear suddenly ends and then you know there's always a new beginning and a new start that's right everyone and everyone's got their own interpretation too so yeah okay so for our listeners we've actually got quite a few of these um singles that were released or that are off the eps now this is the name of your album as well damnation warning so it's a self-titled track. And you've got uh, Bob Spencer on lead rhythm. And, and lead guitar. And lead guitar. Uh, Daryl wrote the song. Uh, That's right. You've got Mick Peeling from Stars or Spaniards from uh, doing the backing vocals as well. And the lead vocal is a fella called Mark Ritchie. Correct. Yeah. Who's on bass for that? Uh, Daryl played bass on that one. Oh, Daryl. Okay, mm. so he's a bass player as well as a songwriter and musician too. Yeah, yeah. Well, his core instrument is actually bass. Um, so he uh, he told me many years ago, and I was quite surprised because when I met him, it was um, it was more or less it was more or less situated on the rhythm guitar side of things. Okay. So um, to find out in his previous you know um, musical journey, uh, his uh yeah his core instrument is bass. Hmm. Okay. Well, it's interesting because you know he also does a few arrangements and things which we'll talk about a little bit later when he comes into playing for a couple of songs that you wrote yourself. But let's just start and we'll play this next track, Damnation Donning. Terrific. It's getting dark, but it's 
Amazing track, and uh, yes, we love Bob Spencer. So hey to Bob, guess <laughs> uh, you're listening in. We actually had the pleasure because Mike had his birthday last year, and I had the pleasure of going down to help film and celebrate his birthday. So it's um almost full circle. You just had your birthday last weekend. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, true. How time flies. Yeah, and I got to help film the band Rob Britt, who's got. Bob Spencer on lead guitar, Dave Leslie. Uh, Bob Spencer, for the folks, he was in Rose Tattoo, Skyhooks. A couple of bands here that I'm sure some of our overseas listeners will know. Dave Leslie from Baby Animals. And uh, he was on lead. Incredible solos these guys performed. Uh, Mick Peeling from Stars and Spaniards on lead vocals. And uh, Pete Maslin. From uh, Boom Crash Opera and John Favera, the bass player from Boom Crash Opera as well. So what a night that was, Rob Red at the Mimo Music Hall. 
there in Melbourne and St Kilda. It was such a fun night. <laughs> oh, it was huge. Uh, many people still look back to it today. It's it's uh, it was that it was that much of a of a um, a staple to the year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and of course we released some of those um, songs that were done live there. We the... have, and they've done exceptionally well um, with with the audience factor. I mean, the people that were there themselves. Um, just love the idea of watching those videos again to re- to relive the moment too. So yeah. it's, it's a wonderful thing. Yeah, it was a powerful night. It really rocked the roof off. And um, of course, they said that was the first, well, the first one we released was The Boys Are Back in Town. Yeah. <laughs> so it was fun. But okay, so the next one you had was, um, uh, which is a bonus track as well. So this yeah. was written in 1984. That's right. And it's Jackie's Been Crying. Now, you had the vocals by Andrew Wishart, who was the 2011 runner-up for The X Factor that was uh, on used to be on Channel 7 here in Australia. That's right. Hmm. Fantastic. It, yeah, well, Andrew was wrapped. Uh, I remember trying, it took a, took a couple of calls to get through, but uh, I did end up receiving a voicemail, and Andrew was absolutely wrapped. He thought the idea of a collaboration was... Uh, was the way to go, and um, obviously it was uh, getting a lot of work at that point, just coming out of X Factor, and um, mm. yeah, to get him on board at that point really um, sort of gave us a kickstart and what we would uh, later become to do as well. So it was a win-win for everyone involved, and um, Andrew's actually stated as one of the best uh, projects that he'd uh, been a part of. So. Uh, that yeah. was quite overwhelming to, to be receiving that feedback. Oh, that's lovely. Well, we've got Jack Jones, who was on lead rhythm and acoustic guitars on that track. As well that was, as, um, we were very lucky to get, mm. get Jack on boils. Um, uh, I guess uh, right place at the right time because Jack is just so busy with uh, with work. Yeah. And um, he was uh, in New York at that point. And um, yeah, just like everyone has uh, through the pandemic year this year, you know, just corresponding through emails and online activity. And uh, that's the way we did it back then. So mm. um, yeah, it all worked out beautifully. Yeah. Well, we're a bit more savvy with producing things this way now too aren't we with the situation very true, very true. Yeah. well it's a great song uh jackie's been crying she yeah so this was uh one of daryl's stories and um apparently about a neighbor uh that he had at the time and yeah. uh, so it's just an observation for from a neighbor's perspective yeah at, a, at um at what was uh unfolding you know next to him yeah okay great well we'll have a listen folks to uh jackie's been crying. They were born from the love of a golden heart. Nothing on earth could ever tear them apart. They fought against odds, see Rambo on his knees In the strength of a woman robbed of her knees Then when nobody's around, she's sure that she's alone She calls up all the curtains to disconnect her phone Sink into a corner, release her stubborn pride Throws her face into a pillow and cries Jackie's been crying Though she never would tell her so Jackie's been crying Though she always seems in control Jackie's been crying Others will give in, she never will back down Though she's hurting, she 
never makes a sound. She's always got a smile or a gentle word. Has a family been knows a matter in his heart. Out of strength and love. I dare you to explain to me exactly what they are. Talk about strength and love. I dare you to explain to me exactly what they are. She cries and is selfish. I need love and time to myself. Wanna go shopping, go dancing, maybe buy a brand new dress. I can run away, find a place in the sun. I could never run. When others are about Holds her head up high And ignores the insults they shout Though she ain't got money She's rich in love instead Works so hard The only rest she'll get Is when she's dead We talk about strength Love I dare you to explain to me Exactly what they are Talk about strength Love I dare you to explain to me Exactly what they are Surprise I'm selfish, I need love and time to myself Wanna go shopping, go dancing Maybe buy a brand new dress I can run away, find a place in the sun I can never run Then when nobody's around, she's sure that she's alone She calls up all my curtains and disconnects her phone Sinks into a corner, releases her stubborn pride Throws her face into a pillow and cries Never would tell us so. Jackie's been crying. But she always seems in control. Jackie's been crying. people seem to go through hard times so Daryl's quite the storyteller himself that's right um, it was very nice to meet him briefly yes <laughs> so, hey Daryl <laughs> <laughs> I was so busy running around taking photos and getting ready to film this so I wish I could have had a bit more time spent with him but a lovely lovely gent and uh, he's written some great songs so now the next one we've got coming up is an album called Stormchild, which he wrote. Uh, now, that was a single release, Stormchild? Yeah, it was a yeah, two-track EP, and uh, this was what, uh, what would be a teaser for the album release in 2017. Okay, okay, great. So you've got, uh, that's when Neil's come in? That's right. Now, he played Hammond keyboards, was it? Uh, Hammond keyboard, yes, on yeah. Stormchild. Absolutely. We uh, The single version didn't actually have the keyboard part in it, but when we got to revise it, when uh, Neil was taking on production, uh, putting the album together, uh, he, he listened back on the uh, Stormchild track and came up with uh, additional ideas and 
as it turned out, it was a really good element to put in because it's very, it's got a very deep purple John Lord sort of sound to it now, which is, uh, makes it a little bit more epic. And um, we've also added uh, a bit of theatrics with the with the storm at the beginning and and closing of the song. Yeah, yeah. So you had Eddie Parisi from uh, Baby Animals he, he was with. That's right, yeah. On bass. And, yeah. of course, Bob Spencer again on lead rhythm. True. And uh, some Mark Ritchie. He, was he doing the vocals on that one? Yes, he returned for vocals on that. And um, nice. had, once again, a, a combination that really worked with all those guys on, on board for that. Yeah. So Mark Ritchie... Uh, Mark is now uh, in a band called Stone Trip, and that was the band that um, that he had uh, many years ago. Uh, they called it... They uh, sort of gave it up for a little while, but now they're back together, and they're, they've gone really hard this time around. They're doing very well. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, they seem to be uh, recording themselves and uh, writing the process of making a music video and, and what have you as well so they're, they're doing very well okay and their band's called stone trip yep okay all right well we look forward to sort of checking some of his music out at some point there so yeah, i'm sure you'll like it that's when he came on board so neil was sort of he lived in nashville for a while he had quite a big thing as a more of a country contemporary or country rock singer yeah yeah more or less uh this was uh through the late 90s period yeah, and then uh, throughout the two thousands, uh, I believe he was doing. Uh, he was hosting tribute shows, like did a meatloaf show, and uh, huh. kind of part of a Tina Turner show. But the, the, they all went um, overseas, I believe. I, I know the uh, Tina show definitely goes to Europe. Okay. Uh, has, has a really good uh, run over there when they're over there. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, does the traditional hotel circuit when they're back in Melbourne. Mm. So, um, but that aside, also a session player for many, many artists. So he's um, a very busy uh, guy, Mr. Neil uh, Anthony. He is, and he's got a, an incredible voice. So, but he was very just, commercial, very commercial. Yeah, he's very, um, very versatile, and he's and so he's now got his own recording studio. Is that where? Yeah, I believe he's always had his own studio uh, and it's just been developing it, you know, as in adding bits and bits and pieces like they all do yeah. over years. So, uh, yeah, no, really, really good spot to uh, be tucked away and uh, jot the ideas down. Yeah. So you went through other production or studios to record a lot of this music? In the beginning, uh, before all the recordings were done, when I was with Dale, we uh, just discovered, you know, who was local. Yeah, and affordable to record Damnation Dawning between the four of us back then. Yeah. Uh, then later on, I uh, got onto Billy McMartin. He's got his own company called uh, Beyond Therapy Studios. Yeah. And uh, started. That's where I actually did the, the Damnation EP. Okay, and that's and then, in uh, there. From yeah. there, uh, I met Brian. Uh, mm -hmm. Brian Fisher through through Billy. Oh yes, hello Brian. Yeah, <laughs> Ruda. <laughs> And it was through Brian uh, moving house that we uh, that he came across Neil. So mm -hmm. it all sort of uh, unfolded from there. Yeah. So yeah. So this was around 2015, and it was late. It was around November, December 2015 that uh, we got Neil involved in production, mm -hmm. and then he offered to become musician uh, in the lineup as well. So it's all uh, yeah. It's all evolved from that. The, the family has grown. 
it and has. of course he does great arrangements and things too so oh absolutely absolutely yeah okay so we've got storm child the single that was released and uh featuring Mark Ritchie on vocals and some of these wonderful musicians that we just mentioned. So let's have a listen to that. Fantastic. Now, Daryl wrote this next song, uh, which has extended play. So it was in 1988, Mystery Baby. Mystery Baby, what a song. Mm. So it's from the album Total Strangers. That's correct. Yeah. And is this where Neil entered into it? So does he, he does the lead vocal on this? Yeah, that's right. And, um, it's funny because Mystery Baby was always the opening number when we were doing live shows back in the Daryl days. So as a opener to the to the album itself was a really smart move. And especially had Neil 
uh, came to arrange the song itself. I remember being in the studio and I was just blown away <laughs> that all of a sudden this song that was known as a traditional rock song with, with Daryl, because that was the way he used to express his music mm-hmm. pretty much with every single song. And then to all of a sudden hear this bang and with so much swagger and the, you know to feel so much amazing rhythms and things and just classy guitar it's uh it really it really took the recording to the, to the next level yeah so neil did most of that didn't he himself that's right yeah and as, as a result uh we just couldn't pass up the opportunity to create a music video for it to support it yeah. and even that was a, an amazing exercise too uh, we got uh, a friend of mine camille edwards uh, her daughter annalise she uh She's a pole dancer, and um, the, oh, the we got a we hired a rehearsal studio to take on the video, and, mm-hmm. and it was just improvised from get go, and it just turned out to be uh, just a wonderful thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it just keeps evolving as well. So uh, Daryl wrote the song in 1988. That's right. But now it's and it was released as a single. Yeah, uh, digitally, yes. And uh, also I came up with a, a picture disc vinyl 7-inch uh, to promote it as well. Okay. And uh, also I believe it's on a 7-inch clear vinyl. Yeah. So to, you, you started bringing these vinyls in? Yeah, well, it would have been around then? 2017. 2017, um, yeah. Yeah, that's right, yeah, around yeah. then. Yes, it's, uh, it's got a great uh, logo on the front of it, very pink and black and... <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. Just a, a, a splash of color on on the black, and just mm. just for the image to pop out, I guess. Yeah. So you've got merchandise as well for quite a few of these songs. From uh, if you want to just talk a little bit about that before we go to the song. So you've got the CD covers. That one's in vinyl. Plus you've got the mugs you can get. That's right. I just like the idea of novelty items. I, I just there's there's always something about I don't know packs, you know, bundle packs that that, that just appeal. I'm, if I can take artwork to a next level, it's definitely to you know to print it on something and yeah. to support the song in that sort of fashion. So yeah, from yeah. from mugs to key rings to dog tags to t-shirts. Uh, to virtually everything I can think of. You yeah, know, hats. Maybe. Any hats at this stage? Caps, hats, you know. Yeah, hats, possibly yep. in the near future. Yeah. Uh, currently uh, working with uh, t-shirts again, and oh, okay. um, now to you know, to obviously to uh, support the latest tune. But um, yeah, to have a a cover art this time on a t-shirt rather than uh, just the, the the band logo, it's quite yeah. exciting to see uh, good imagery pop out. You know. So where did that band logo s? Who designed that? Just you had that. You you wouldn't believe it. We um, the idea for story came out of uh, a storybook uh, suggestion that Daryl had, and then I was just experimenting with different fonts. And we came across a font mm. called Parchment, and then okay. Daryl just went, "Yep, that's it." Yep. You know at this point, it was just a just two D looking capital S, and that's all it is. It's a capital S with this particular font, so we can't be. Well, you can't be done for copyrighted in any way because you can't copyright a font. No. Well, it looks a bit like calligraphy, but even more interesting than that. The artwork's yeah, great. Yeah, so then over the couple, next couple of years after finding that, I just started experimenting that and how to showcase it. 
So with various embossing styles and, and um, you know, messing around with the, the embossing settings, yeah, that's uh, how we've come up with a really tougher-looking, striking logo. Okay, so your website now, where you can check all your music out, you stream on all the main platforms, they can find your music and merchandise on your website? They can indeed. So that would be strollingmusiconline.com. Yes. Okay. And you're also on Facebook as well. I'll put the links on the blog radio uh, bio that we've got going. So you can just click on that, folks. If you're watching it on a computer, if you're just listening, you can tap in there later or you can find you on your Facebook page. Is that under story? The Facebook is the whole story as the extension to facebook.com. So let's have a listen now to Mystery Baby with the wonderful Neil Gouge.
he's got such an amazing voice. We just th- Hi, Neil and Nita, just giving a shout-out there. They're just beautiful people and an amazing, amazing artist and uh, musician too. So what a pleasure to be working with him. Now, you've also drummed on a lot of these tracks, Mike, yourself. Yes, that's right. More or less these days, uh, we've, we've all become session players on the story music. Fantastic. Yes, great drummer, especially the last one. But we'll get to that one now. We've got the actual song story. So this you played as a closing track to the live shows you did. That's right. It used to really resonate with audiences that were, you know, in the in the hotels and pubs back then. And mm. uh, it's always been, a, a, I guess, an anthem to the story set list. Yeah. As well as a, uh, a song that just seems to resonate and resonate. Um, it, was, it was certainly a favourite that people people go away uh, remembering the lyric to. So that one's about a young guy on a motorcycle living, I guess, one day at a time. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. Once again, that was, um, I would say that reflects Daryl's childhood. Yeah. Yeah. This one was actually, the song itself was written back in 2000. 2000. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Daryl's participation really was between 2007 up until 2017, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And then Neil came on board. So Neil's doing the vocal on this one. Plus yeah. you've got um, from Noiseworks the wonderful uh, Stuart Fraser on lead yeah. man rhythm guitars and Neil's also playing guitar on this lead and rhythm guitar that's why they share the role and we've also got Steve Dolby from Noiseworks playing bass yeah fantastic yeah hey Steve he's a great player too and then Mark Ritchie again on backing vocals that's and right Neil doing the lead vocal correct so and so this kept because it was live you kept promoting it you wanted to keep the story going literally so yeah so this this goes back uh to the early part of the timeline so this particular song Mm. uh because it captivated audiences when we were doing the uh, very first set of live shows uh when the when the four piece uh live band decided to you know call it a day uh, this is when Daryl sort of pulled me aside and said uh, he'd be more than happy for me to take the whole project further. Sure. So to do that, there had to be some music, you know, to, to help me project uh, the rest of the profile. Mm. So, yeah, it was a, it was actually Daryl's studio recording uh, that, that we would later use to keep the profile active. Yeah. But, um, and that would later become this, um, you know, revision, which has become enormous. It's... Uh, it's rare. It's got a. Uh, it has got a Noiseworks vibe in the rhythm section. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. I actually said to Steve Belby, I hear uh, uh, in the way of presenting the baseline to be similar to Noiseworks song "Love Somebody," and he, okay. he actually nailed that yeah. very well. Yeah. So Drew was the previous producer. Uh, Bill Bill McMartin was uh, the McMartin. first producer we had. Okay. And then uh, we moved. Uh, we came across Neil and his uh, work, and uh, Neil ended up finishing the production work on uh, on Story. And it's from there that we made the decision to have Neil take on vocals and add guitar arrangements as well. Okay, great. Well, let's have a listen to this story. If you don't mind, you got time. 
about where that story was birthed, really? Uh, so I believe Dale released it uh, under his name at the very beginning, but we've uh, we released this as a second single from the uh, from the album just before. This is the album itself is coming out in 2017. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now you started getting a little bit more involved with the storyboard of lyrical content for this next track. So that would have been around 2017? 
Now, this is an acoustic song called Dancing by Myself. So how did that begin? This was a uh, this was a really interesting uh, curveball uh, turning point for me, actually. Uh, this was all about me uh, making a move, coming forward, uh, you know, coming out of my shell, I guess, if you, if you will, um, and asking a... Uh, or expressing myself to, to a girlfriend of mine mm. that I had, um, had to build up the courage to do. So yeah, the, the song was inspired about that, and um, we're still we're still uh, correspond today. So there's there's certainly no, uh, you know, nothing negative uh, in the story towards mm-hmm. that. But um, yeah, just started jotting some lyrical ideas down and put that forward to Daryl at the time, and he was pretty quick to write up a uh, completed sketch mm-hmm. that we then took to Neil. And uh, the way the way Neil's expressed it, it's it's become probably the most streamable track that we've come up with today okay so it's um it's become quite popular with people i'd say yes now we've got the acoustic version here yeah that that was the uh the first arrangement we did and there's also an electric version as well but um i've chosen the uh the acoustic one for you because it's the most popular out of the two yeah i love that one as well so uh neil singing and playing acoustic guitar on this and Obviously, did right. a lot of the production side, and it's it's mainly just acoustic. Yeah, there's some I, 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 yeah, there's some a uh, little bit of snare rub, brush from you. Breaking, yes, that's right on the snare as yeah. well, just to uh, just for a little more. Uh, I don't know what you call it. Um, uh, just just a bit more essence, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So let's have a listen to this beautiful song called Dancing by Myself. I 
That's just beautiful. I still love that song. I, can, I want to sing along, of course, doing some harmonies in the background yeah. there. Yeah. So that was um, your first song concept? Yes. You wrote, yeah. That's so true. How did the uh, lady that it was around that you still connect with, what was her reaction Did she to when it was I, released? I remember, I, remember, I remember saying, you know, that I... I've written a song, and uh, yeah, this this girl uh, absolutely flipped. I uh, couldn't believe it. She uh, <laughs> obviously something like that had never surfaced before. Mm. So um, yeah, I believe uh, just just very appreciative of uh, of the tribute mm. and the, of what what has become of it. And um, yeah, it's just a, a solid friendship today, which is great. Yeah, and you've got another lovely one as well that you had wrote. It's kind of got bit of a Rod Stewart have I told you lately feel about it so yes that's called Lauren which has got a beautiful flowered uh, it's almost could be a tattoo even um, <laughs> it looked good as a tattoo yeah yeah well I have a friend my first uh, one of my first guests I had on the show was Craig Goss he's a wonderful tattoo artist and he does a lot of that bright pretty work up here so wonderful tattoo artist at uh, Method Tattoo so if you guys are looking for a good one up here in Brisbane uh, yeah he's the guy to go to but it's on the mug and um, you also had Neil doing the lead vocals as well that's true so you it was your concept and a bit of Daryl's as well yeah, that's right. Once again, I started jotting uh, lyrical ideas down mm-hmm. and uh, put that forward to Daryl. He came up with the structure within within minutes, yeah. as he does. And then uh, from there, we went to Neil, and uh, Neil helped out with uh, rephrasing, I guess, some of the lyrical content and uh, also taking on the arrangement to, to what it is now mm. as a finished product. So that's had quite a lot of airplay as well. It did. It received a lot of airplay uh, when we released that, and... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, it did quite well. DJs loved it. And it, it sounded really good, actually, listening back on it uh, through the radio channel. So, um, yeah, no, very um, very popular. Hmm. And the uh, lady in question, Lauren, so she's um, obviously heard this as well. Yeah, yeah, well, it was her, <laughs> the song came about, it was her idea. Of, you know, we, we were joking, well, she was joking about uh, that I should write a song about her. So, you know, 
don't put anything like that past me because I'll go ahead and do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It'll be interesting to hear you write a song about me, Mike. I've known you since 2010. So. <laughs> just might happen. <laughs> oh, well, uh, I'm going to be part of that then. One day I'll have to get down there again to Melbourne and do some singing with you guys. So, All right, well, let's listen to this beautiful acoustic version for this song, Lauren. Here we go. Thank you. 
Obviously, very heartfelt lyrics put there, and Neil just has this wonderful way of um, just delivering that song, you know, and his expression and his phrasing, which is wonderful. Yeah, certainly has a signature about it, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. So now we go to a very different one, which is Noise of the Cutter, and the picture on Noise of the Cutter is... uh, like this huge, uh, like a, what do you call those, saws? Yeah, it's a cutting blade. Cutting blade, yeah. So it's a cutting blade. So that was released in 2019? Yeah, that's right. Jeez, yeah. yeah. I had to think back to that. Yeah, no, it was. It was only last year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've jumped ahead, folks. So, and Lauren was in 2018 as well, and... 2017 was dancing by myself. That's right. Yes. So one year apart. So how did this one come about? The noise of the cutter. What's well, behind that? Noise of the cutter was a song that I've been wanting to record for years. Out of mm-hmm. Dell's, uh, we used to play that and, well, on very rare occasions in the old sets back in the the early live shows. Mm-hmm. So and to this day, I've still got a handful of demos that we sort of uh, showcased. Yeah. in those live shows and I'm still hoping to record these songs as uh, time goes on. Yeah. But uh, but Noise of the Cutter, yeah, it's, it was a very simply structured tune and Neil was just taking it to the stratosphere as he does and uh, <laughs> it, it's it's uh, become a real hard energy, uh, energetic tune, which is really great because it's, it's, it's such diverse uh, sound in, yeah. to, to, to what a lot of the, uh, the other tracks have been like. Mm. So this one's just electric guitar and bass. So Neil's done both of those. Yeah, Neil's done the virtually everything. Yeah. Guitar wise, yeah. Yeah, and you did some drumming on this, or it's just I did elect- indeed. I did yeah. indeed. Yeah, and Daryl wrote this back in 1988. So that's right, and it's about him working in a metal uh, factory. Okay, so a metal factory. Well. Wow. That is the noise of the cutter, and I guess that's what he did. So, that's right. Yeah. Well, let's have a listen to that. So going to the next level, this story has evolved again with the self-titled track, Noise of the Cutter.
Wow, that certainly pumps along, doesn't it? It's a great song in the production that was done on that. Mm. And what does Daryl think of the song now? Yeah, it's quite blown. <laughs> a bit blown away. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, it certainly had come full circle, hadn't it? So, it yeah, yeah. Mm. So this entire journey, I mean, you can see how much it's evolved. Has it changed you, do you think? Oh, I've definitely grown without a doubt. I mean, like I was saying before, you know, who's to know the capabilities of uh, penning a lyric because I, I, I certainly feared it um, earlier on. Mm. And to uh, have that ability now, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's quite remarkable, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then bringing all these people into the family as it's grown and expanded. So yeah. it's, you can hear the changes, too, in, the, you know, in uh, a lot of the pieces and where different elements come in and how exciting it must be. And yeah. it it certainly kicked off in the last two three years with excitement with you working with Neil uh, as well yeah, and true. bringing your own talents out there and his arrangements and things. Uh, you also had after one called Justify the Cause. Yeah, so this was uh, this was a spare of the moment release. Uh, there was no sign of this happening at all. Uh, Neil one day surprised. Surprised me and surprised Brian. Uh, <laughs> that, uh, he would attack a tune from the uh, group of demos that I'd uh, given Neil over the years mm. and um, just chose that one and ran with it. So I've uh, got very experimental in the studio and from a production level, had uh, risen the bar again with what he could do. Yeah, well, to me, it sounds a bit like the band Yes from the 70s. Yeah, it's yeah, got that real. Sense moog sort of sound and feel and play to it, which is just, I mean, yes, was an incredible band back in the 70s, the classics. Yeah.
now we have this incredible journey. You've literally come full circle and the song you've released then just not so long ago, a few weeks, three weeks ago, two weeks ago now? Yeah, not long ago at all. Probably, yeah. Probably, probably the last week, actually. Yeah, yeah. So that's the song called The Journey. Now, it's got a picture of a, a great car on it, and I remember when you announced it, there was a picture of the late and great Eddie Van Halen that you just happened to come across. So obviously he was already on the other side and saw what was going on here, and yeah. you found that picture with him, and it was all the same colouring, and that was the concept you had in mind for what is now going to be on a t-shirt and it's the cd cover and you've put it in vinyl as well is that correct yeah well the vinyl i'm still yet to achieve but i, I certainly yep. want to uh, take it there and, and create a picture vinyl um even as a you know just a traditional vinyl release will be uh, really good to have it in that format yeah it's a great looking car so tell me about the journey what's behind this and so this, this, uh, so lyrically, this is just simply about vision from life, looking at life, past, present, and future. Mm -hmm. And the idea of having the the '56 Chevy uh, for the cover art is basically using that on a freeway. Yeah. And uh, keeping vision from that perspective. Mm, yeah. So it's um, yeah, it's all sort of come together, and I think the uh, the crazy thing about this, in a positive way. As Neil started writing this, he had the demo tapes recorded back in 2007, and that's exactly <laughs> the year that I became part of this story concept. Yeah, isn't that amazing? And it's evolved now, so it's literally been the story, the vision, yeah. and the journey that both of you started with this last release, and you started in 2007 to yeah. finally being released here in 2020, the biggest change we've seen in a while. Yeah, um, for sure. Even, you know, musically and with how things have evolved um, in forms of streaming and recording and artists getting out there. So it's just a pleasure to be able to bring uh, you guys onto the show to go back over the last good 10 years or more of this entire yeah. journey. And it's just electrifying, just the guitar work. So... Who was on Neil singing and playing guitar on this? Okay, so Neil took on, yeah, he's taken on vocals, lead and rhythm guitars. Mm -hmm. And we've also got two guest musicians uh, that have been invited. I, I called up uh, Ian Hume, he's a bass player out of the Choir Boys. Yep, fantastic. And we also got in touch with Jeff Wales and he's part of the Dell Braithwaite Band. Yeah, oof, no, oh, it's just amazing. And you're on drums. Yes. Which is, so that's a 6 8 rhythm, I think. Yeah, a song that's been uh, recorded in six, uh, 6 8 time. That was uh, Neil's decision to sh uh, showcase that way. But uh, once again, it just reflects the, uh, the diversity and uh, the way we project our, our tunes. Yeah, and it just keeps evolving. And oh, it was definitely a challenging pattern to be playing against. I, I tell you, the 6 8 is. Um, it's not something I, I, a time signature I play with on a regular basis, but it was a great <laughs> challenge. 
Yeah. So, but we we all keep evolving as well as I as I'm always talking about. So, so everything has all come together. So again, folks, if you want to uh, stream and of course pay our artists by buying their CDs by streaming. So, what are the platforms that you can find your music on, Mike? Most streaming platforms. Uh, digitally. Every, everywhere should be everywhere. Um, our host CD Baby uh, distributes to every uh, okay. digital outlet. So, yep. so Spotify, um, iTunes, Apple Music. Yeah, uh, all the all the all the great all, all the top uh, outlets um, should certainly have us. Yep, there to download, or you can go to the website again and check out the merchandise and the photo gallery. Uh, it's quite the amazing. You can't miss that S, that huge S for story where it all began, and that's on www.storymusiconline.com. And you can find also features on the Facebook uh, story page as well. But I'll put those links in again. So, Mike, I mean, what do you think's coming next? There's, there's more. How do you see 2021 for all you guys coming up? Uh, certainly more recordings. Uh, there's still plenty in the archives to be... Um... You know, playing with there mm-hmm. with any luck, you know, it'd be nice to see a live show unfold, but yes. uh, that's something we'll have to wait and see. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, making sure that all the venues are, are up and running properly and, and all that, and we'll, we'll just, yeah, see. just maybe, see how it all unfolds. Yeah, maybe have some of these wonderful guest artists that you've had, um, which I'm sure I'd love to perform too once venues and things start, um, yeah, absolutely. you know coming into it and then we can get the numbers in of course with safety and everything yes so but for now you guys all have had the pleasure of listening to this and thank you so much for being on the show mike thanks for having me it's been a blast oh it's been great and it's an amazing story and of course the music just is tantalizing to hear so you folks over there and on the other side of the pond have had a pleasure of listening to this and i just want to say I just really love supporting our industry, our music industry, and there is such a great deal of work that goes into production, the whole process, singers, songwriters, writing the lyrics, putting it all together. So please support our live music industry as well as all those that, you know, put their music up there. It's a different time, but let's just keep this beautiful industry going because without music, well, there just really is no sound, you know, and we all need that breakaway. There's nothing better than live music or listening to your favorite artists. And what a, an incredible journey for you to have had some of our top artists here in Australia being part of this wonderful project and to Daryl for beginning it all. And then That's you, right. Mike and, and Neil now, and all these artists that have performed have just helped it to evolve and grow, and it'll just keep birthing into something new. So we'll have to get you back in 2021 to see about some new projects what's being released. So it sounds like a plan to me. I'd love to come back. <laughs> all right. So, folks, enjoy this. This is the song, The Journey. As a boy, I 